this. This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. And of course, AL. And today's guest, you guys, we're going to give you some game on how you can be an entrepreneur in America and abroad by giving you Daniel Simmons, who has so much game in this time of everyone saying, let's go back to Africa. Let's invest internationally. Let's travel the world. Everybody seems to be saying that on YouTube. This brother is doing it. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, everyone. Um, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate your commitment and dedication to uh, uplifting our people. Thank you. Yeah, tell us, us, and and I'm going to say this, and then I'm just going to let you speak and just give give us the game. When everyone's talking about, you know, investing in Africa, and and that's something that has been said for decades and decades. And I know that for my family, we do it. But people always tell me, Kellen, it's easy because you're married to an African. I say, but I know other folks who are doing it too. So I got to bring someone in who it's not easy for and is still working in America and then investing in Africa, just like many cultures do. Um, but that you were born right here in America, can you talk about what you're doing at your healing center and, and what you have? Because I'm going to just bring the cat out the bag. The brother has his own lake, like Lake Varnell. If y'all remember that Martin episode, he has his own lake. That's how much <laughs> land he has um, a- around it. So d- tell us and, and give us the game on how this vision started. Uh, well, you know, Wow. Well, uh, we're on a river right off the Volta River, about 15 minutes from the Atlantic Ocean. Um, but, well, initially back in 2006, I just wanted to be free. Um, I wanted more than being an economic slave to the United States. You know, the way this system is structured, you know, your only value is how, how much money you really have in the bank, despite how you feel about yourself. Um, the rea- the ugly reality is um, these businesses and utilities companies don't care about how you feel about yourself. They want their money. And so I was thinking of ways of how I could be a part of um, a positive reflection on black manhood, black masculinity, because all my life, all I heard was uh, derogatory terms about black men. You know, we ain't doing this. We ain't doing that. We this, this, and this. And so I started reflecting and started studying those um, who were billionaires. And I saw that they all consistently have environments in which they control. And so ultimately, what I wanted to do was, one, make sure that I secured my own legacy. And I hope that, and my hopes was, my efforts would be an inspiration to those who are longing to create their own environments because, you know, I define poverty as when your enemies or those who you are in confrontation with control your infrastructure, you know, land, food, water, because those are the three things we need access to first. And those are the three things that we lost uh, in the great push and migration to the north and to the west. A lot of us, you know, it's been said um, that we lost millions of acres of land. So we you know my desire is for us to for me to be an example among others let's return back to the land let's create our own environments if it's one acre or 100 acres you know do all you can to secure make sure you secure your land your food and your water you got to have direct access somehow you know and from there you can build um the decline of our people started when we um started going into these industrial areas 
we got away from extended families and fell into a nuclear family um, paradigm. So we must get back to an extended family where we all on one compound. You know, we doing nothing more than, I mean, it's really the, no different than what the Mexicans and everybody else do. They come and stack up in one house or a piece of land, and then they build out from there. Next thing you know, they control blocks. So um, my inspiration started with seeing that there was a problem and that needed to be addressed. I didn't plan on being, I didn't see what I was doing as game. I just saw it as a black man wanting to be a positive influence and make my mark on the world that I did something for my people and also uplifted the image of black men by you know, reinstituting the idea that we must control our environments. We have to have our basic infrastructure secured for our own families. Because whenever you look across the world, whenever there's social collapse or there's economic calamity, women and children suffer first. And no man I know wants to be in in a situation where the person who has the food is God. We need to make sure as men that we position ourselves and make sure that we always put, you know, putting things into motion to secure our, our family's basic needs first, you know, and that's something that unfortunately we don't see enough of. I know you don't see enough of it, Kellen, and, and, and the brother who's on the panel. We need to see more and more men constantly pushing to make sure they control their environments. And when you have your own environment, your stress level is le uh, less. So it, 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 the killing center, is, I'm hoping, will be a system that I can pass on, similar to Chick-fil-A, Walmart, you know, these mega corporations like Amazon. They are systems, you know, and, you know, I hope what I'm doing, among others, become what we define as manhood going forward. So. It will change the whole relationship uh, paradigm, hopefully. You know, uh, men will um, aspire to do more, to be distinguished, and women will want, and women who have preserved themselves, I hope, will be lining up to get to men who've distinguished themselves by making sure they have at least their environment in order. Because everybody liked to eat last time I checked, you know. And so, and when it comes to, the things you need the most, air, water, and food. You know, and right now, you know, these Europeans haven't found a way to charge us for air yet, so we definitely need to make sure we secure food and water. Well, the, the, some would say, and, and when I say some, because I've seen you on YouTube and, you know, you're discussing this and a troll or a hater will come on or come on a panel and say, well, you know, why Africa and, you know, and, 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 you know, y'all rich brothers can do that. But what about us that can't, you know, uh, buy land, in, in, you know, anywhere, but why Africa? And then, you know, you know, and, and why, how can the not so privileged um, who actually have to work for a living, unlike yourself, who was, you know, born with millions, I'm sure. Um, and I'm being funny when I say that, folks, because <laughs> people people always these are the first things that you hear. Why Africa? And you know, well, you can do that, and they say it in that tone. You can do that, but you know, so so give give us the the, the game on on why you chose the country you chose, um, and you know, and 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 how did you make this happen in, in the journey? Was it easy? Absolutely. It's it's been a lot. It's been my it's been a lot of losses along this journey. Um, ambition is a delusion that you must make happen. Um, and, you know, without energy, your prayers, whatever it is you aspire to do, would never manifest. And along the journey of manifestation, there's going to be challenges. You're going to have relationship challenges. You're going to have uh all type of things to purify you to see if you really are about this journey, you know, like gold or whatever precious minerals, a lot of them have to go through some form of, some form of a fire 
Well, I chose Africa and Ghana because I, me being ex-military and understanding, you know, some levels of war strategy and logistics and things of that nature, we don't, we would never be able to control your environment here unless you arm to the teeth. A lot of alliances willing to go there and make the ultimate sacrifices necessary. I prefer to live. And I found that it's a lot easier to make a lot of moves overseas, especially in Africa, because there's less red tape. In a lot of states, you can't even collect rainwater. You know, wow. they have been raiding organic farms. So I don't want those problems because I don't know how I will respond, you know, um, to that type of aggression. So I choose to an exit strategy um, and, and chose the path for me that is the least resistant. Um, I wasn't born into a lot of money. I saw my parents struggle, hustle, but, th but I watched them manifest. You know, what I'm doing today is an extension of what I saw my parents doing, you know, um, you know, so, you know, we can touch on that later, but ultimately when it comes to Africa, the land was much cheaper, uh, a lot less red tape. You get um, access to more authentic people. You know, I hear all these narratives, Africans don't like, you know, African-Americans. I haven't had that reality. I've had conflicts. It hasn't been perfect, you know, yet what a lot of Africans reject is the Americanness you know, the degenerate behavior that they see, they can't relate to. Now, they may have, they, you know, things that we may look at as backwards too. And it's just a, cult, you know, a lack of cultural understanding. And many of them are, you know, disconnected to our history over here. All they know is, you know, been inundated with positive images of the United States. So, you know, it can be done. And for those who don't have money, let's let's find a way to create a healthy alliance because not every person who bring money is valuable. Some people who have no money are more valuable than those who have money. It's at the end of the day, do you have integrity? Do you, you know, are you willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that we secure ourselves and our families? But most of us can't fathom that type of relationship context because we've been having strife from our parents' home, our siblings, and our and our spouses. We can't even fathom black men and women coming together, putting our egos aside. Some person may have money, but he doesn't look down on a person who may be a master carpenter or a master mason or a plumber. We can find ways and create a win-win endeavor. And but. That requires another level of uh, dedication that most people don't have, and they're not willing to make because this system has, you know, drummed it in our head that you have no value without money. And I've grown out of that reality, and I see the world a little differently now. Preach. Yeah, talk about a, a, parad a paradigm shift. And I'm sure once you made that discovery, like major breakthrough. Yep, 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 yep. So, like, um, I would go ahead. I'm sorry, John. Go, go, go ahead, Al. Go ahead, Al. Go ahead. Um, so going through your, like your process to uh to start building uh business and acquire land in Africa, um, was anybody looking to uh, work together, create these collectives or this uh, this this family this family consciousness. I mean, are there any things like say Kellen and I, uh, you know, wanted to wanted to work with you uh, collectively? Like, how could we come together in order to add more value to what you're doing? Oh, that's an excellent question. Well, it, it starts with conversations. Kellen reached out for me. Um, right at a year, man, almost two years ago. And I was reluctant because I understand, 
the realities of dealing with our people. This is on the heels of certain individuals' name was being run in the mud for some of the things, you know, some of the noble things that they were looking to do. And um, it's taken a lot of meditation. I had to look at myself because yet, you know, hypothetically or building on what you say, yes, you could, what can you do? What can we do collectively? Whereas you can bring energy, bring insight, wisdom to add to what I'm doing to make it stronger. I had to, I had to look at myself and like, do I have what's necessary to also give you the inverse? You know, give it back to you, excuse me, to reciprocate it. Because I don't want a endeavor where I'm winning and you're losing or you're, um, or the vice versa, or I'm not prepared and because of my ignorance, I mislead you on some things because, you know, we all are figuring this out. You know, none of us was taught how to build infrastructure in school. So very few of us had parents that build houses from the ground up. So all we know is turnkey reality. We don't know, you know, laying out plumbing and sewer systems and irrigation systems like that. You know, some of us, it's in pieces. We may know a landscape or a plumber or, or master carpenter here and there or, or electrician, but we never put it all together on a project. Some of us probably have been a part of building churches or building community centers and things like that from the ground up, or certain organizations require a lot of foundational work before you even get to the first level above ground. So it starts with healthy conversations. Conversations rooted in honesty, where we can discuss where are we at in our in our lives, in our journey with our women or wives, with our children, where we are financially, you know. And most black men are not. We normally don't have those type of conversations because we have this persona that we're trying to keep. We don't know how to be vulnerable and say, "Hey, bro, I'm catching hell in this situation," you know. We don't know how to be open. And I'm hoping that I can inspire more black men. And I've been meeting more black men. We, we've been discussing, you know, the intricate details of our reality. Found that, you know, you know those are the type of authentic conversations that I got to have um, to come to the table with anybody. You know, especially when it comes to my brothers, foreigners, stuff like that. You know, we deal with them on a superficial level. But people that, you know, want to join forces with me or I add to what they already have, we got to be authentic. We got to have, you know, deep, introspective type of conversations and almost become, not almost, but become brothers. And that's the only way I see it for me that's going to work, you know, unless we can come to some form of a superficial arrangement that's a win-win. No, definitely, definitely. And it, and it was a uh, two, two years ago, and, and I was, I was, come on, Daniel, you know, come do this show, that, because I saw him on uh, Dynasty Mirror's uh, show, and um, he was like, you know, just real, real humble. It, it took me back, like, hold on, he doesn't want to talk about this everywhere, and he's not asking anyone for money. He's still not asking anyone for money. But he can show you how he did it. And I know Daniel's going to be, you know, giving, uh, not giving, but letting folks get pieces uh, of the land because he can't deal with the whole river by himself. You know, um, (laughs) you got to you got to share uh, some of that. But uh, but it's just it's, it's rare to see that. And men, you're right, Daniel, they do need to talk. I mean, we got men in Kenya and um, the BBC and others have featured it are killing themselves because it's a new wave. Uh, men are having to, I think, share more publicly with women and men are killing themselves. And it all comes down to, I'm a blame. Um, it's our blessing, but how to deal with women because the brothers there in the village are saying, we, we got to listen to our women now. Um, you know, they have, they have more and more rights and, and folks don't, don't talk like that. You know what I mean? I, I, I do men's a men's group every week um 
and and it helps me to hear we all have the same issues i might be looking and say man al your wife is so calm and this and that and he'll be like mm-hmm. telling i'm catching hell he didn't say this i ain't trying to start nothing in his house but you know <laughs> like, he, 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 you know he may be catching the same hell i'm catching and it's um and, and it's just dealing with you know people and dealing with you know the the you know the, you got children and this and that you're just dealing with family so um can you tell the people i, I want you to overshare because they'll think oh man this brother is probably working in an office he's not you know sweating like i am but can you tell the folks about what you do for a living here in america that allows you to buy acres in africa i'm sitting in a truck in the middle of idaho as we speak Wow. Um, I'm I'm a truck driver. I'm a um, contractor, and I'm out here grinding, and I do whatever it takes. And you know, um, you know, it's it's a tough sacrifice because it's hard to find jobs in the local area or in the office that's going to pay this kind of money. So you know, it's it's tough on the family. You know, being away for weeks at a time. Um, boys rambunctious was the debt and you know my girls are good girls are easy compared to my boys so it's a challenge but you know i grind i'm up at least if i'm not planning strategizing revisiting plans i'm hands-on on something at least 100 to 120 hours a week you know if it's not the trucking business i'm making sure my books and my everything that's in order then you know i'm managing the beginning stages of construction in Ghana and the planting of trees and, you know, and I had to also manage myself and make time for myself. You know, um, you know I'm hands-on something at least 100 hours a week, right? Yeah, I just got off the phone before you. I was speaking to an architect in Afghanistan. We're looking at how to do my floor plans and, you know, thank God for fiber because, you know, I'm saving money. So, hmm. Um, this is a serious investment. You know, um, I haven't, like you said, I haven't asked anybody for money. Um, yeah, I started to go fund me and I had my wives and, uh, and friends put a couple of dollars in there, but I never pushed it because I wanted to distinguish myself. There's been other individuals who acquired large sums of money. I wanted to make sure I showed a lot more than, than, cause I don't want my words to be empty. And I'm and I'm very conscious of my image because I don't I'd be damned if I'm gonna have my babies, you know, my grandbabies Google search me and my name come up in some drama, you know, a hundred years from now, twenty years from now, because I'm thinking, how will my name look and resonate, you know, centuries from now, or just like emulate their heroes. So mm-hmm. um, me knowing that money is a sensitive topic. Uh, when people give you a half of a penny, they expect the world. You know, I uh, prefer because I, you know, Kellen, you know, you came to me and say, hey, you know, I know some people who will be interested, and I decided to hold hold up because, you know, your name is on the line, and you know, I'm thinking about everybody because I care about my name and the people I I'm associated with name and image. I don't want you to have strife strife in your home. But I'm over here sitting on however many stacks, you know, you was able to acquire or people in your circle were able to invest. And then my name is looking like mud like other people have on YouTube. And we know how vicious it can get when it comes to money. So, you know, I've been doing this on my own. I've been opening up to the idea of investors and crowdfunding. Um, It's just something that needs to be visited at, you know, um, you know, intelligently, and we look at the whole situation. Now that that that's yeah, yeah. He 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 he's he's not. You know he you know he's Daniel, not doctor. So he's not asking for you to give you know him a whole bunch of money so he can tell you for the next decade of what he's gonna do. He's really doing it. He's in the mud. Um, you know, working with the people in Ghana, um, on his land. Can you talk about why we can see, you know, pictures of you sweating there 
when most people say, hey, we're going to go to Africa and show them and, you know, um, show them how to do this, but watch them kind of like the Chinese. Like when you see the Chinese work in Africa, they're always, you know, um, they're yelling from afar um, what (laughs) should be be doing instead of actually picking up a shovel and really sweating it out. Why um, is it so important to you that you are there sweating with the people when this is supposed to be your vacation almost when you go over there? I choose to work with my my brothers and sisters over there because I don't want to appear to them as a taskmaster master or white man or Chinese man. I want to show that I can work too. I'm willing to work. I'm willing to um, sweat right along with them, eat with them. And that's why I'm able to be gone for months and money don't come up missing. My land haven't got up and walked away like it, you know, Africa and especially Ghana and a lot of West African countries have a notorious history. People leave and their land gets sold not only once, but two or three times again to other yeah. other foreigners. So, and I got, I acquired my land in 2013 and I've been plugging away at it. There was a point when I came back to the States. I was gone 31 months, came back to the States, and it was an adjustment. Um, but I paid my young, you know, the foreman that I have. I would send him money even when I had no work for him uh, because I found that it's much easier to pay someone well once than to constantly be retraining people. So. And I could, I've been able to trust him with thousands of dollars, and nothing comes up missing. Everybody paid. Uh, all, you know, is at comparable market prices because I have someone else who fact check, completely separate. How much is the price of rebar? How much is the price? How much? How many bags of cement can I get for this amount? And he is always on point. But it started with me building a relationship from the ground up. Showing him that I'm not here to be a taskmaster. I'm not here to look down upon you. I'm here to work with you, create a win-win, mutually beneficial arrangement. And now we have four employees, in a, not including the young man. So he's been elevated to supervisor. Then he has an assistant and three young men who are working on the ground. And um, and yeah, are they always on time? No. Is it always perfect? No. Do I get afraid sometimes that it could turn against me? Absolutely. That's it. human nature. I'm 5,000 miles away. But I believe in patterns. And over the last five and a half years, this young man and the men that I've been working with have been stellar when it comes to their integrity. But I'm, I would like to believe it started with me getting in the dirt with them, swinging that machete with them, digging with them, eating with them out of the same boat not looking at their hands as disease because, you know, West Africans eat with their hands. You know, I don't know about East Africa. So, you know, I've, that's why I'm able to go away and nothing happens on my land. Tools don't come up missing. Stuff isn't stolen. You know, I, it ain't because I'm so blessed. I chose to pursue relationships. And I didn't go there trying to teach anybody. You know, I went there to show them that, you know, I'm worth a chance. And I found that, you know, I've been embraced. Everywhere I go, I get love because they see me as a man. Even though I'm out of the country, I pay on time, you know, and it's I, I have to turn away employees because being paid on time is an issue in Ghana. <laughs> so... <laughs> And, you know, and my cost of labor is what I spend on one night with my wife, you know, for one man. So, um, again, you know, for those who listen, relationships is everything. We've tried everything but building authentic relationships, you know, and it starts with digging deep within yourself, being real with yourself, and then, you know, striving to heal. And then eventually you'll become a magnet for people on your level and who are willing to take you even higher. Wow. Wow. 
well, Al, I, I think that's a that's almost a, that's an invite for your next trip, whatnot. And I would, that, I would yeah, there, that's, that's all I needed to. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> wow, y'all know how to make a brother smile. <laughs> that, I, I mean, we we have some some really uh, lofty ambitions, and uh, we're going to get them done. And um, uh, it's like the, the more and more that we have these uh, these positive conversations, especially with um, these powerful uh, entrepreneurs setting up shops, uh, either just starting in Africa or already in Africa, the, the more and more it's looking like, yeah, Africa is the, is the move, man. It is, but but I want I want Daniel to, to talk about the feeling that you get. I mean, Al um, recently he was um, doing some business in Jamaica, and he, you know, it's it's something about the feeling when you and that was amazing too. Yeah, when you get out, then you give the people, you know, as a black man when you go to Ghana. I don't even know how to describe it sometimes. I just tell people I, I, I feel free. I mean, I feel free whenever I leave the States. It's um it's a certain burden that comes off of me. And I don't know how to describe it, but can you tell maybe you, you can do a better job? Um you you have you have some more wisdom where you, you can tell people the feeling they will get when they, you know, visit a a, a country like Ghana. Um well if you've been to Jamaica, you've pretty much been to Ghana. So uh, outside of the Rastafarian aspect, Jamaica and Ghana is very similar. Many Jamaicans who live in Ghana say it's just like home. Same houses, oh, same everything, you know. Um, <clears throat> whew, it's exhilarating, man. Um, wow. I don't know how to describe it or put it in words other than it's an exhilarating. Like you said, it's like a burden is being lifted off you. One, you don't have to worry about <laughs> certain communities and their violent tendencies. Um, you know, initially when I went there, because of my cultural conditioning here in the U.S., I, you know, always was checking for my wallet. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying whenever we go to these places, just be free where we're not safe and make sure we don't cover our back. But uh, I found that I didn't have to do that. You know, I still do, but I don't see my people as a threat. I don't see them as somebody trying to get over on me. Um, you know, it takes it takes some time. You, know, It takes at least three months strong for it to really sink in. And, you know, and you're going to let out a good cry, you know, uh, because – your ancestors, you know, it's like you've been, you were a ship and you delivered your ancestors home and then they can be free, you know? Wow. And, but, um, that, you know, I, I see the wind, I, I listen to the wind differently because, you know, I have 20 acres and the people I have bought my land from have 700 acres, 741. So it's a lot of silence. Um, and I would just listen to the wind and, you know, watch the bugs and reconnect. And I find there's there's a lot of lessons in nature, but and but you know there's a lot of lessons going through the markets and and the smells and just watching people you know move throughout the day. You know, I'm a people watcher by nature anyway. And I just sat back and just didn't say anything and just observed. And I learned a lot in my observation which led me to the type of business that I pursued, which was agriculture. Um, but it's an exhilarating feeling. Uh, I think everybody should at least, ex for those who are able, to experience it once um, because it has forever changed me. And, um, and those, I've known, uh, those I've known who have gone and come back, they, they miss it. You know, they... they they struggle when they come back to the U.S. because it's like your soul knows better and you want that, but whatever realities keep them here. And so um, you know, you, once you're over there, you don't want to come back. 
that yeah. getting on that plane, getting on that plane back to the U.S. is 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 it's a very uncomfortable experience every time. I don't, I, I can't get used to getting on the plane coming back. It's, you know, I hate it. I loathe it. You know, and I do everything to come right back. You know, or go right back to Ghana, or go back to Togo. No, so that's my experience. That's that's my take on it. Uh, it, it that's, we, that's, that's pretty. That's pretty accurate. That's accurate, Kel. Yeah, I definitely have second that. When, when you go back, it's almost I I, I look at it like a, a old school uh, furlough from jail. Like when you're coming back to America, you say, "Oh man, I'm turning myself back in." Um, <laughs> That's how that's how I was told to look at it. I was told to uh, when when I first had to come back. I was in Ghana 31 months. I procrastinated about six months. (laughs) So I was supposed to have been there like just two years. I procrastinated almost six months. You know, changing flights. And I was told that you got to prepare when you go to U.S. You have to prepare like you're going to prison. You have to prepare Mm -hmm. your mind that you're going to prison. That's what it is, you know. Mm, mm, that's yeah. I see. I I thought it was just it was just me, and I said you know man, it's just my crazy um, thoughts. These are you know crazy thoughts. Those are sane thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) You are perfectly sane. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, no, I I I appreciate that. I I just tell myself if I'm always going back, and we know. What America, you know, some people will hear this and 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 they'll say, "Wait, this this guy said he was a soldier, or whatnot? Why is he talking negatively about the greatest country ever in the history of mankind at the greatest time under the greatest leadership?" Some would say, even you know, and I know some black folks who think that, um, you know, we we have the greatest leader of all time, our own Abraham Lincoln, um, setting us free from media propaganda but the, i mean it's it, it it it's hard when you you get a taste of that life to say okay i, I think i was i think i was duped um you know as 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 a child i would tell my parents man we should have been over there you know living living the life and, and i'm still on that now when you're doing your land can you talk about the healing center and i and i'm going to um the, the the description box for the link it's in the description box. The link is so people you can see video of this healing center, and you know, I mean, from the holistic food to just getting um, some fresh air. Talk about your your plans with all this land, and you know, some people say, "Oh man, I can't wait to get over there," and I'm gonna, you know, we'll set up a club or something or. You know, we'll set up a a, a casino, and <laughs> that's not what this is for. Talk about what your plan is for your land and and the businesses you see that will be on there. Wow, um, uh, the healing center was is for me first because I realized I needed healing, as we all do. You know, this journey here in America has been a painful one. You know, I came to, and I grew up in the country. I had two parents, you know, but I saw a lot. Um, I saw a lot, not in my home, but when I started approaching adulthood and getting out and not understanding the value of what my parents gave me, I'm out in the streets, you know, trying to be street, um, you know. <laughs> but um, the purpose of the healing center, it, it, the the healing part is just the environment. You know, I'm creating a healing environment where silence, peace of mind, rich foods. Um, of the 20 acres, 13 acres will be, you know, fruit trees. Um, we have on order breadfruit um, and breadfruit, papaya, banana, plantain, guava. I want to try to grow, grow lychee and peaches. You know, I mean, the list is long of all type of foods that you know, we will engage in and, you know, and start growing. Um, 
Four, what, four would be for commercial agriculture and our personal needs, and three acres would be for the actual building complex. Um, I'm working on a timeshare model um, for those who may be inspired to invest because I want to reward them. I want to give them something back, and we, we figure out how to make it um, not only economically feasible but fair to both parties, me and, and whomever. Uh, we're pushing to get into hemp. We're working on getting our licensing to grow hemp. And, you know, I choose to stay within agriculture because everybody eats. Nothing gets right, done without adequate nutrition. A malnourished mind is a very destructive mind, an unproductive mind. You know, it's no wonder those who may have the label of multimillionaire and billionaires, they come from, you know, typically healthier environments. You know, they they had a structure that they came from. They just didn't stumble into this kind of money. I know it happens, but, you know, we don't, exception is not the rule. And I find all my studies, post-traumatic stress, all types of things are alleviated when you have a healthy environment, when you're getting consistently healthy, nutritious food, you know, you're getting hugs, you're around people that love you. And considering that our journey here has been very stressful, I mean, we suffer from hypertension and, and all of the um, illnesses that come from hypertension. That was the reason why I felt to share with the world or the black world, African-Americans in particular, that, you know, I create a healing environment and I hope the people um, only see them again when I come in to visit theirs. I don't want to create customers. I want to inspire those who, you know, oh, they like what I, I've done. You know, we share some plans. You know, I can give them the people I've vetted and then they go create their own. And then, you know, we're going back and forth to each other's healing center or, I, or, I, or whatever label you may want to attach to it, but it's all centered around healing the black family, starting with healing yourself, you know, starting with acknowledging you need to heal yourself. So agriculture, agriculture, because again, you got to have food security and nothing productive will get done. We can't expect our children to be, you know, um, geniuses and moving into the realms that we know that they're capable of by not giving them, you know, the best, most adequate nutrition. And the only way we know it's going to be adequate and the best is if we're growing it ourselves. So agriculture, you know, looking at some type of timeshare um, endeavor, a rice of passage is something that I really would like to start with other men for our boys where they know all of the components of building, not only themselves, but building a society. Um, something for our girls. Um, so they would know what to do and how to move as well. Um, we're looking at, because you know, I have some naturopaths and massage therapists in my family and you know, nurse practitioners and doctors, and you know, how we can do things for women in childbirth you know, doulas, midwives, you know, training center. So I, I really want it to be a beacon, something like a community college or a source center will probably be more of appropriate where we come and if the person is not there, the materials, the books, the video, you know, the audio books is there so you can study and you can enhance you know, yourself and also be an asset to where you're coming from. Can you, can you, you, you go, go, can you talk about, you know, you said you wanted, you, you wanted to grow, um, you said hemp, other folks would hear it and say, oh yeah, we can go out there and get a, a whole weed, you know, um, plantation <laughs> and, 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 and whatnot. Um, yeah, I definitely was going to ask about that, Kel, for sure. Yeah, talk talk about the mindset that you 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 want 
to come out there because somebody who's here hemp and, and then say, oh man, we're we gonna be out there high, you know, and selling <laughs> worldwide. What? What? That's what, hilarious, Kevin. <laughs> give the mindset that brothers need to come when they do come, so they come correct. Okay. Well, well, for those who don't know, hemp doesn't get you high. Marijuana is the way it gets you high. But um, I'm not a I'm not against a person. Um, who likes to partake, but the the environment is not for that. Um, you know, that is something that has come up. Maybe we can set a little corner for those who want to do that for a particular hour of the day. You know, I don't want people walking around blazed up. Um, you know, I you know, I appreciate a good edible uh, because I yeah mm -hmm. I. I I prefer the healing aspect. You know, smoke to me. I, I'm I'm ignorant, so I don't know all of how the smoke interacts with my lungs. But I just I don't feel comfortable with that. I feel like eating will be a better alternative. Um, you know, so that's something that we're looking at. You know, we're probably going to be more of an edible if we do pursue um, the healing component of marijuana. It will be more so in food form and not in the smoke form. But the hemp business is more so for you know, changing the direction of Africa or in Ghana. I don't know how it is in Cameroon. There's a lot of plastic waste. And mm -hmm. I hope with the hemp farming, not only get the nutritional benefit, but you also get the products that they can produce and we could change the direction from using petrochemical plastic to a hemp plastic or, or an earth-based plastic. Um, so, you know, men or those who want to come, you know, there will be rules in place about fraternization with the locals. You know, if the, Ghana's a big country. You don't have to do it in my backyard because I don't want that label. Oh, all, all they do is bring African-American men and they lay with our daughters and our women. So um, I, I will prefer men who think from the neck up. And I understand, you know, we, you know men, we, we like beautiful women, nothing like femininity. Yet at the end of the day, um, have situational awareness that, you know, you are in my immediate area and my reputation is at stake with whatever it is you do um i'm not i don't play with my name and you know i have a history of putting hands on people so you know i didn't i'm not building this for it to be destroyed by wayward men and women because i've seen some of these sisters go over there and you know and play around just like you know, like we know how some do, not men, but males do. You know, we human beings, we need attention and affection, but just be careful and be mindful how you do that. Because you can't be coming to your neighborhood, Kellen, you know, you know, running up and down your street, you know, all wayward and ass backwards. Because then everybody's going to be looking at you messed up. So... And, you know, and I want the same kind of respect, not not pointing you out, Ken. I'm just using you an example. <laughs> yeah, I got you. No, I, I got Yo. you. You know, I didn't do it, and I didn't know what happened. You know, if you did, <laughs> no way would. I mean, hey. Well, you know, but it can come back to your doorstep. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially in this movement now, you know, this energy out there, you know, people, people, you know, consenting adults telling on each other. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. So I don't want I don't want those problems. So I I hope men come disciplined. If they want to work, cool. Because I've had people offer um, their talents. I mean, it's just the last two years has just been. I have a renewed love and faith in my people because the people have shown me a lot of love, and I've only done one interview outside of a few little YouTube things. You know, but I was never a feature or where, you know, people get to hear the extent of what it is I'm doing. You know, it's you, so you're number two outside of Dinah. No, three. Um, and yeah, I just want people who are sincere, who are authentic to come and let's reason together and hopefully um, create something beautiful. Not only 
for my sake, but for all our sakes, wherever a person may choose, they may choose Central America. You know, what I'm doing in Ghana can work anywhere in the world. You know, just the fruit trees and certain things will change a little bit. So. Hey, no, L, yeah, that's no, oh, yeah, actually, I have a I know we were talking a little bit about him. Um, and with the, the potential to uh, grow the crop, are you familiar with uh, hempcrete by chance? Absolutely. I find it to be an amazing product. It's something that I would like to experiment. I'm already invested when it comes to um, a hydraulic um, machine that com compresses earth brick. So okay. yet, um, I would like to entertain the idea for hemp for like the second story, you know, because okay. all the buildings to save space, you know, the houses we have that we're designing is two stories. And so to minimize weight, you know, and keep it structurally sound, I'm looking at hempcrete at, for the second story of the house. Okay, nice. Um, you know, and keep the traditional model of how the houses are built in Jamaica and Cameroon. Um, where, you know, the houses are built with concrete and steel. Just my walls between columns and will be earth brick. But I, I love the idea okay. of hemp, hempcrete. Yeah, and I also love the idea okay. of saving money. <laughs> I hear that. that that's for sure, for sure. Um, here's another question for you. Like, uh, early on in our conversation, um, you made mention of, like, studying, um, like, billionaires, um, which were – uh, some of those um, those individuals that uh, that really um, caught your eye and like you know they I really like what they're doing. Um, if you could speak well, on the, that. None of these men that are worth admiring. I just see that um, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, okay. the, all of those groups. I I went back to their origins as much as I could find. All they did okay. was flip the game. You know, they only using our African-centered principles on us, got us out mm. here all, you know, ass backwards while they're implementing, you know, um, building, you know, starting from a family and building infrastructure and positioning themselves to be buyers in a seller's market. And, you know, you know, these are some very glorious individuals who you know, I believe in studying my enemies, you know, to understand their strengths and my weaknesses and strengthen my weaknesses, you know, against his strengths. And so all I did was look at how they started. You know, they, they were not anything noteworthy like that by themselves, the originators of those families. They, many of them started out poor, but they somehow right, right. came into contact or information, you know, that was family oriented. Everything goes back to family. There's no wealth without family, you know. And you know, individualism has is 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 kryptonite for wealth building, something that you're able to pass on for generations. And we see, um, we see the uh, the we see. Excuse me. It's it's been said, and from I found I found in sources that. Um, there's a direct correlation between divorce and broken homes and poverty. Mm. You know, so all these men was did was galvanize their family, concentrate, you know, um, in a concentrated area, brought in all the money, then started investing accordingly. You know, um, you know, like, but these are not models that I would want to follow. I just wanted to see what they were doing. Okay, you know, you. to make sure, you know, that I left no stone unturned because I'm doing all I can to unleash, you know, uh, excuse me, to violently tear myself away from their control. And that's why I push environments, you know, controlling food, water, land, you know, your power grid. Yeah. Solid, solid, solid. And here's um, like typically as we uh, bring our conversations to a close, 
and uh, we get to pick pick the brains and get get inside the psyches of all the phenomenal individuals that we talk to. Uh, we like to ask here on Diversified Game, um, given all that you're that you have done, are currently doing, and are looking to build, um, what ideally, um, if you had to hone in on it, is uh, your idea of um, your community give back. Uh, what would you like to give back to uh, the brothers and sisters that are coming behind you? Wow. First, about being upstanding, being a man of integrity, um, you know, I believe all all greatness starts with making sure that the people in your life don't have to lie at your funeral, you know, to make you sound great. Do, you know, do the best you can as a man or woman to be upstanding in character. Always, you know, if you possibly can, maintain a high level of integrity. And just, you know, I want to pass forward a legacy and pass forward to each brother and sister that we can build our own environment. We can work together. Um, you know, I hope the model that I build, or excuse me, I hope what I build will eventually not only be a model, but a model among models. You know, that you know, we must have more and more men and women positioning themselves to be autonomous, to be self-governing, you know, and wherever they go, be an asset to the community, treat the people with dignity and respect. Um, to me, I want to make sure that I pass on that I, I was an stellar character and that my, and my children also reflect that. Um, the buildings are, will, are a reflection of me, you know, and and this is my expression. This is my artwork to the world to say, hey, I was here. I did exist. This is what, you know, I found to be a formula that needs to be considered, an attractive option that must be considered so we can push our race in a positive direction. I hope that answered your question. I think so. I think so. That was, that was on point. That was on point, right? Yeah. That was pretty on point. Daniel, you definitely answered the question. You gave a, a lot of game. I'm going to be hitting you up saying, Daniel, will you come do this? Will you come do that? I know that, um, you know, that there's so much that can be done in this building stage and and I you know I always talk about the documentation of things but we're going to let the people just just marinate soak that up check out Daniel check his website out um I also put um the uh the uh, what's your best platform Instagram for for those who just want to be nosy um you know <laughs> yeah I'm 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 opening up to uh, Instagram. I, I just started Instagram about two months ago, so um, you know. Uh, okay. I'm working uh, on a YouTube platform. Um, yeah, I have a lot of videos. I just haven't uploaded them yet. I have a lot of pictures I haven't uploaded yet. So yes, Instagram, because you know I'm realizing that I, as you told me, we have to document this and people need to see. So you know, um, I'm breaking out of my shell and um, being comfortable with being more visible. Uh, so you know, you know, forgive me. You know, it just you know, you know, for not uh taking up on your offer two years ago because we probably you know we could probably be much further. Just um, you know, I had to work through some things and make sure that I'm an asset to all that I have in my life because you know, y'all are some amazing men. I, I like your platform. I appreciate your determination and dedication and the direction. It's time for another conversation. And, you know, I, I like what I'm hearing. Well, definitely. Well, we appreciate you having you as a guest, brother. Um, we, you won't be um, a stranger. Don't be a stranger. And we'll, we'll wrap. But, folks, that's your game for today. Soak that up. Check the description box. Follow the, the, the movement. Join the movement. And let's, let's all build together. I appreciate you, Daniel. 
All right, I appreciate you both. Have a great week. You too. You be blessed. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgame.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and are like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L., the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.